We are joined in this segment by Congressman Rodney Davis of Taylorville. Congressman, how do we sound on 92.7 FM this morning, huh? You know, you sound great, but... uh... You know, I can't believe they actually have you guys getting a larger audience. What? I didn't know you had an audience to begin with. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's Where, right. Where's that, uh, you know, little Bo Peep hook that you take people and you know, <laughs> drag them off the stage by the neck? Uh, no, we don't, we, we don't do that. <laughs> you, you, guys don't, you guys don't know how to work the board well enough to cut me off yet. I mean, I'm going to keep coming. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Congressman, uh, there's always a lot going on, uh, so we love uh, taking time with you uh, when you have it. So uh, let's lay it out there. Of course, we've got uh, you know the, the election coming up uh, in a little over two months. Uh, you've got unrest in cities across the country. You've got uh, a very kind of vitriolic political landscape out there. Uh, and also the questions about who you're going to support. Uh, so initially here, you know, lay it out there. Tell people, uh, if you could, uh, wh- who you plan on voting for, for for president. Well, number one, I support the president. I've endorsed him. I'm running his uh, co-chair in his campaign here in Illinois with Darren LaHood and Mike Bost. And I was glad to go out to the RNC the last night in Washington, D.C. last Thursday night. I thought he laid out an effective argument as to why he needs to be reelected. These are the types of these are the types of elections that I think the American people are going to judge as historic. Uh, we've seen rioting, people in in American cities chanting "Death to America." This matters, and it really worries people when you have Democratic mayors and leaders in these cities that don't want to stop the violence. Mayor Ted Wheeler just uh, uh, yesterday or the day before now is blaming President Trump for 94 days, 95 days of riots in Portland when they're now having sit-ins at his own condo building, that is a lack of leadership. And then you don't have to go too far out west. Look up here. You've got Democratic leaders in the state of Illinois that want you to abide by a set of rules, but they abide by different ones. You know, you've got the mayor of Chicago who shuts down her city street at taxpayer expense to protect her family, but doesn't want to do what she can to protect the magnificent mile and residential areas that are being ravaged by riots and looters and other crime. These are the types of decisions that I think the American people are going to take into consideration in about 60-some-odd days. Congressman, uh, we've also got uh, an issue of um, uh, unemployment benefits here in Illinois. The uh, governor's office yesterday uh, said they're applying for the additional 300 benefits from the president's directive. Uh, but they criticized it. They say it's full of flaws. It's going to hurt those with lower incomes and so on. Uh, but regardless of uh, still criticizing it, they're going to apply for it. Illinois looking to get money for unemployment. We've had to borrow billions moving forward uh, to cover unemployment costs here in the in the state. What's going on in Congress when it comes to any additional support uh, to, to help with COVID-19, be it extending unemployment benefits or be it uh, helping plug uh, uh, revenue shortfalls for local governments and state governments? What's, what's the lay of the land? What, what's the latest? Well, before I give you the lay of the land, the latest, let's take a step backwards and talk about what we did, Republicans and Democrats together, in March and April to make sure states like Illinois got an influx of billions upon billions of dollars to put together an unemployment system. Remember, the states distribute unemployment dollars. They run the systems. We gave them historic amounts of money to administer new programs to help self-employed get unemployment benefits because of this pandemic, gig workers and others. And this governor has done nothing but criticize the federal government and the president in particular every chance he can, while not taking responsibility 
for actually taking those dollars and implementing them correctly enough to where I don't have people, to where I wouldn't have people calling my office every day wondering, number one, why aren't they qualifying for benefits even though they know they're unemployed and they should be qualifying? And we've got to then work with them to get through this system that the governor and his team have set up at Illinois Department of Employment Security to get them the benefits they deserve. And at the same time, the governor also blames the federal government for the the, the uh, millions of dollars in, in erroneous unemployment debit cards going out to people like Congressman Mike Bost, who never applied for them. He also blames the federal government for that. At what point does the buck stop at J.B. Prisker's desk? Representative, uh, let me uh, read to you a statement from the Democratic Party of Illinois. Uh, and this was following statements by the White House and by Republicans as well, uh, characterizing uh, Democrat-run cities and states as having bad policies that lead to a variety of things like poor finances and uh, violence in the streets. Here's what uh, the Democratic Party uh, of Illinois Executive Director Mary uh, Morrissey said. Last time we checked, Donald Trump's president, the violence which hey, he has fueled, uh, was his racially divisive tweets and speeches and happening on the watch and because of failed leadership. Fanning the flames, she says, of hate and division is Donald Trump's game plan and only political lifeline. Blaming others, especially Democrats, for Trump's failed policies is a sad moment for weak man. Uh, Joe Biden and Democrats are focused on bringing the country back together with real leadership. Uh, again, that's from the uh, Democratic Party of Illinois executive director. What's your response? Who's the chair of the Democratic Party in Illinois? Now, that would be Speaker Madigan since 1998, I believe. Oh, okay. So he's the Speaker of the House since 1983, except for two years. And he also chairs the Democratic Party. So um, I guess I would turn and ask every Democrat in Illinois who's running for office, do you think Speaker Madigan should resign based upon the allegations that have been put forth in the agreement that's costing ComEd and uh, costing ComEd $200 million? That is something that I think the Democrats need to focus on here in Illinois, that they are not. But blaming President Trump for the riots and the looting that have happened in cities run by Democratic mayors, it just shows you the polling numbers the Democrats have seen post-RNC, is that they're being held accountable for this, this activity by people who clearly do not support President Trump. President Trump was told to take federal officers out of Portland that were protecting federal buildings because the locals said they do it on their own. Hey, they did a bang-up job after that. The president did what they asked, took federal, federal forces out, stopped federal forces from protecting federal buildings, and riots still continued. And they've continued for months. The president has continually offered National Guard assistance, federal assistance to these mayors. But they're so scared of the far left and these anarchists and these rioters and these looters, they think that's their base of votes, I guess, um, that they don't want to do anything about it. It's, it's amazing to watch this balancing act right now, Greg and Chris. I, I, I never thought in my right mind that we would see the Democrats blame President Trump for now the rioting and looting from people who will never support President Trump when President Trump has offered to help quell it in every single instance and has been rebuffed. Congressman Rodney Davis is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Congressman Davis, it's been a rough year for farmers in Illinois. You know, we've seen bushels down, you know, as far as wheat and corn and other things, too. What kind of help from the federal government can farmers expect? Well, first of all, um, I expected a, a price increase for a bushel of corn and, and also uh, soybeans after we saw that major wind event in northern, that hit northern Illinois, hit Iowa, and hit uh, the Midwest. 
but unfortunately, we didn't see that price increase. I think that's indicative of economists thinking that we're going to have record yields again. And that is something I think our farmers have to be concerned about, especially the unknown of whether or not China is going to abide by the phase one trade deal that they signed with the United States right before the pandemic hit. Uh, it, it's, it's an issue that is of top concern to us. I've worked with Secretary Purdue to make sure that we've taken uh, excess products and gotten them into to food boxes and, and sent to places like the Central Illinois Food Bank to be distributed to those who need food and need help the most during this pandemic. But at the same time, we got to remember, too, Chris and Greg, this administration has never shied away from protecting the American farmer when they've also decided to hold China accountable. We've had the market facilitation payments because China didn't trade fair. And then we got the China phase one deal. Well, if China doesn't abide by that, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this administration worked to make sure that our farmers were covered with the risk that they take every year when they plant a seed, hope it grows, and then hope they have a market for it when it's harvested. Congressman Randy Davis, uh, finally here. Uh, you've been out of quarantine for, oh, gosh, more than a week and a half or so. How are you feeling uh, after having uh, a positive COVID-19 diagnosis and um, having run that course? Well, just like when, when we were talking while I was on quarantine, I, I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't have any major symptoms at all. I uh, had an elevated temp for a couple of days uh, the first day and then the, the sixth or seventh day uh, in, and we uh, after that, I, I began to recover. I lost a little bit of taste and smell, but um, I was told to take zinc early on, and I think that helped alleviate that uh, somewhat. But I feel great. I'm back to normal, and uh, well, as normal as you guys think I am. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm back to normal and, and really excited because I've been out on the road seeing constituents, talking to folks about what we're doing in Washington, and also listening to them as to what their concerns are. And finally, Congressman Davis, will there be any uh, debates coming up with Betsy Dirksen Laundrigan anytime soon? Yeah, I've accepted I've accepted three debates. Uh, we've got one that we've normally done at WILL in, in Champaign-Urbana, a public television station. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like they want to. Uh, it doesn't look like they want to to do a, a an in person debate. Uh, that's unfortunate. I certainly hope they reconsider that. I've been in that studio. I know it's a lot more spacious than your studio there, guys. Uh And there's a way to do it uh, in a a safe social distancing manner and continue the tradition that we've had. I just don't think virtual debates are what the American people want and certainly not what our our constituents want here in central Illinois. Congressman Rodney Davis, thank you so much for being here on opening day on 92.7. We appreciate it. Thanks. Take care.